0: You're listening to the Build Shapes Podcast, presented by Midco Sports Network. Midco SN is proud to bring you the region's best coverage of University of North Dakota athletics, and that is the case once again this week with four, four UND basketball games live on our airwaves. Catch UND hoops against Oral Roberts on Thursday and Friday at 7 p.m., and then against South Dakota Saturday and Sunday at 2 p.m. That's Midco Sports Network. This is how we do sports, and this is the Build Shapes Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Bill Shapes Podcast, taping this on a Monday morning, February the 3rd, Super Bowl Monday, Bill. Post-Super Bowl week, football's over. How does this Monday greet you this morning after a pretty entertaining game last night?
1: Yeah, you know, Alex, if if you really didn't care who won the game, it was really entertaining. And uh, I think we said it last pod last week, you know, I, I kind of thought, you know, You know, you, you obviously being a Patriot fan, it was a, it was a great, great game for you for others last year, I would say it was maybe on the boring side. (laughs) I mean, it was kind of a yawner. I mean, it really was. And, uh, you know, last night that was a fun game. I I thought, and you know, if it, it didn't have all the pageantry around it, it was a really well-played game and it was crisp too. the game went by pretty darn quick.
0: Yeah, it's it. No, I would agree. Really, until the end, there really weren't a lot of penalties. Both teams played really well. It obviously there's a lot of second guessing, maybe on some of the play calling from San Francisco's standpoint. When you're up by ten, with you know only a handful of minutes left in the game for it to go south so quick. But that's again, that's a great team you're playing against and a great quarterback. I I should note we both picked the Chiefs to win last week, so. Pat yourself on the back. Nice job. This podcast had it right.
1: <laughs> we did have it right. I You know, I, I I always are. It's always funny to me when you question play calling. I I, I get it. You, you can do it in real time too, and I think you know the announcers were certainly doing that. But if it works or whatever it is works, then you know I, I guess it's 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 easy to question it when obviously the other team comes back and wins the game. But you know, I think they were doing all that they could do to probably put the game away or out of reach, and I think if you kind of just ran the ball it it felt like they were just going to load the box right or pressure uh, Garoppolo one or the other because that's really what they had to do and uh, if they picked up a first down or two it would have been really difficult for Kansas City
0: well I think the game would have been over on that drive after the interception with about was it nine minutes left eight minutes left or so in the fourth quarter and ten-point advantage you got the football you got the best running team outside of Baltimore in the league it just seemed like yeah if they could have gotten one or two first downs right there they just wouldn't have had a lot of time to come back but anyway again easy to second guess it, it was a great game like you said
1: good for andy reed seems like he's genuinely uh loved um as a uh, as a coach in the league and uh um a lot of a uh, lot of uh, just really um you know positive things uh certainly from a social media standpoint last night and kind of like a kind of a capper to his hall of fame career i mean yeah. you say you're a hall of fame or excuse me. You're a super bowl champion coach out of all the other things he's done. So, uh, so good for him. It was, it was a good game. And, uh, yeah, I mean, so now, uh, you know, just uh, you, you turn the page from pro football and, uh, you know, um, this is where it really, really seems to pick up on the college scene, doesn't it? I mean, it just yeah. really kind of, you, you know, the, the the final four in hoops is 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 around the corner, obviously, for us and in, in schools that play hockey, the frozen fours right there as well. And so uh, championship uh, tournaments uh, are around the corner. So uh, things really tend to heat up when the uh, calendar turns to February.
0: It is exciting. You have, you start to turn that focus now towards, as you said, those end of season tournaments, conference championships, national titles for the winter sports. It's exciting, and that's that is fun when the, when the calendar does turn like it did the other day. You know, and Feb- February is a short month, and pretty soon you're into March and springs around the corner. It, your pitchers and catchers are coming in like two weeks, Bill. Uh, things are happening right now. We really are cruising 2020. Off and running, We'll talk maybe a little more Super Bowl stuff and some other things later on the B side, but we let's do a quick recap of what happened around UND Athletics this past weekend. A lot, of, a lot of good stuff to talk about, certainly beginning probably with the hockey team that just continues rolling. They'll regain the number one spot in the polls after a convincing sweep over Colorado College. Two very different games, a tight, KG. One nothing win on Friday and offensive explosion on Saturday, eight to one. Second time this year, they've scored eight goals after winning one nothing on a Friday night. Pretty impressive stuff for Brad Berry and the guys to, again, take care of business at home and keep this thing rolling.
1: Yeah, you know, Friday night games, they they are like, uh, you know, you liken them to like football's first halves of games where adjustments sometimes are made at halftime of football games. And sometimes maybe adjustments are made on, you know, Friday night heading into Saturday's games. And uh, uh, I thought Colorado college, their game plan, you know um, you know, they executed it uh, very, very well on Friday night and uh, you know, put, put us in a position where, you know, obviously one goal felt like was going to be like four goals, didn't it? It's like it was like it was like a playoff baseball game where a hit feels like a home run or something. get, you know, it's one of those pitcher duels. And, uh, you know, so we, uh, you know, but we found a way, uh, found a way in the third period and uh, kind of an odd Odd goal. I mean, obviously Shane uh, put it away, but uh, just kind of weird the way it it worked itself out. But we had pressured, I thought, CC uh, quite a bit that night and uh, hemmed them in quite a bit into their zone. And uh, that probably made a difference on Saturday night would be my guess.
0: Yeah, I would think so. I think that was well said. Like Friday was a game that obviously both teams had chances. Peter told me he had to make some big saves. But North Dakota's offensive zone time – and, and puck possession, even if the shot's discrepancy wasn't that big, they really controlled the game and just couldn't seem to find a way past. And yeah, it did take a bounce off the goaltender's helmets off the boards and into the waiting stick of Shane Pinto on the backside to make it one nothing. And then yeah, the next night, CC kind of came out with the same game plan and UND made some adjustments and they scored early. And they scored often <laughs> in, in that game. And that was that uh, for all six points on the weekend.
1: Yeah, I think you, uh, you know, it's a little bit different, uh, I think, after you have a night to sleep on it and try to figure out maybe where, I uh, maybe I'll say the soft spots are and to, to some degree, then you still have to put it away, right? And uh, and, and we did that, you're right, early and often. And then, then it, get, it gets them out of their game plan a little bit, you know? I mean, we talk about certain teams out, like in English Premier Soccer, that, 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 that try to right pack it in a little bit and and, and but once you you go up on them it, it makes it really hard for them to chase the game a little bit and if they are trying to get opportunities you know it's going to open it up for us to to, to uh, get more opportunities and we did a good job putting the puck away on on Saturday night and I think you're right I think uh, with Cornell losing to Quinnipiac on uh, on Friday night more than likely would be my guess that will'll probably ascend to the number one spot in, in the polls uh, we had been there anyways in the parallel Wise. And so uh, you know, you can make an argument what's more important, right? The polls or the pairwise. I I mean, I think we all know uh, which one you'd take. So, you know, I mean, but but at the end of the day, uh, you know, it, it gives us uh what, uh two two weekend series uh both at home and on the road now after uh uh kind of maybe getting a weekend of, of healing up a little bit this upcoming weekend. So uh so yeah, everything's out in front of us, Alex, for sure. Yeah,
0: that's the exciting part at this time of year. You have Sort of the end in sight to the regular season. There really aren't a lot of games left. And like you said, bye week on the way. Coming in a good time. Obviously, North Dakota a little banged up this weekend with Matt Kirstead not playing after being the the nation's leader in points over the last two weeks. Uh, So UND not missing a beat really without one of their best defensemen. You know, other guys kind of got banged up over the course of that series. So a good chance for players to get healthy for this stretch run that will begin Valentine's Day weekend's. Against a Denver team that just got swept at home to Duluth, but obviously a team that'll still be in the top seven or eight or so in the polls uh, when things shake out come next week. And then, yeah, road against St. Cloud, home against Western Michigan, road against Omaha, and then it's the quarterfinals. So there's just not a lot of season left, though. It's crazy.
1: No, I I mean, it, it, it is quickly uh coming uh you know down to the end so uh and and again depending on how things uh you know play itself out you know hopefully there's a just a a lot more hockey that's not on our schedule so to speak right now and uh what's interesting and you're right about the polls uh, it, we kind of you know and again i don't i literally don't get too caught up in polls but at the end of the day it's just interesting denver denver did get swept by duluth this weekend but maintained number four on the pairwise And so that's just interesting um, given now it's like you have uh, lots of data that is uh, already hard to move teams once they've kind of established where they are a little bit, and so. Uh, um, but they're going to come in hungry uh, for sure, uh, f- because at the end of the day, if they ever could find a way to sweep us at home, they would win the se- season series, and and so there, there's a it, there's always a lot to play for. But uh, really, uh, that that series is going to be uh, quite interesting in a couple weeks.
0: Yeah, ZU will be coming off a of bye just like North Dakota will uh, come that weekend. So, CBS Sports will have the game on Friday night, then we'll have the game on Saturday. But, yeah, again, a week to prepare in between now and then for that big game. North Dakota, by the way, uh, obviously on top of the NCHC, they maintain an eight point gap over Duluth, 40 points already. They've all but clinched home ice. I think the magic number now is down to five. If they get if UND gets five more points, they'll for sure be uh, at, at home for the NCHC quarterfinals. So that's going to happen. Certainly a good weekend on the quest to be regular season champs in the NCHC.
1: Yeah, which you can uh, for sure. I mean, I, I, and again, this is just a mathematical statement. It would be really hard for us to imagine we're not going to have a quarterfinal uh, game uh, at the Ralph. So stay tuned on ticket information. Uh, you know, those are some things that obviously we've got to get ahead of the game administratively. We, and again, from a pod standpoint, it's not jinxing your team. You you have to do this administratively. (laughs) I have to think ahead. And so, uh, just, just more to come when finally, uh, hopefully knock on wood, that happens sooner than later. And, uh, and then we can get that information out.
0: Yeah, and that'll be March the thirteenth, fourteenth, and then potentially the fifteenth if the game if the series goes to three games. Uh, exciting stuff. Plan on being at the Ralph for those ones. NCHC quarterfinals. Basketball wise, couple of couple of road games this past week. Just the one game on the schedule for both the men and the women at Fort Wayne. The men got things going uh, with a, a tight loss to the Dons, and that was a game that you know when a team makes fifteen threes it's tough to overcome sometimes. And UND was still in there right until the ends, just a couple of free throws one way or the other, and a missed possession here or there ends up being a four-point defeat. T- uh, really a tough one for Paul Sather's crew when you play with a team so well and they just get hot from behind the arc, and that ends up being the difference.
1: Yeah, one of their one of their players, I think, went into the game, uh, maybe had eight threes all year and maybe hit made, six.
0: Made seven. seven. I think seven. he was seven, seven for eight. Yeah, yeah Marcus yeah. yeah.
1: So, yeah, so, you know that's what you get sometimes you know and you know we got we got there and uh, I think started uh, started slow or maybe Fort Wayne started fast however you want to put it but uh, down 12 at half I thought we made a Pretty good runs in the second half to to get that uh, you know pretty tight and close, but uh, couldn't finish. And uh, um, and hats off when sometimes the other team is shooting it and they were that night. Uh, you know you just kind of okay chip your hat, move on, and uh, that's that's kind of life on the road uh, in men's college basketball.
0: Und splits the season series with the Dons. They're now four and five in conference, sixth in the standings, and much like the women, they've got. A big weekend ahead with Oral Roberts on the way. ORU is right above them in the standings. So that's that 5-6 battle as you're trying to shake out seating. That's Thursday night at 7. And again, UND lost. Much like the women, UND lost in Salsa back in the early part of January, so a chance maybe to avenge that. And then you get South Dakota, who I believe has won five or six in a row on the men's side on Saturday at 2 o'clock, a team that's really trending up, got a nice win on the road against Omaha this past weekend. So a couple of big games, you know, if you win both of these at home, again, four of the next five are going to be at the Betty. So a good opportunity to build some momentum while the last two games of the regular season will be on the road. But two difficult opponents coming in, and you'd love to try and pick up a couple of wins here in the, uh, the friendly confines.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, well, uh, let's start broad. Uh, And again, I I, again, nothing you can do uh, in regards to having an odd number of teams. And this is like replay. Uh, Bill Chaves is like uh, just pounding. But I have to apologize to folks because, again, you know, we play home Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And that's just hard. It's just hard. Um, to get folks uh, you know uh, here and, and commit that amount of time uh, uh, on on every single day. So so anyways, that to be said, I think Paul you know in in Brew for that matter at this stage, I, I think you just kind of focus in on what's ahead of you. Um, you've got you know games at home for sure uh, but you know I think all eyes on Oral Roberts on both
0: sides. Yeah certainly yeah, that's the case. For the men on Thursday at seven o'clock. For the women, they'll take on the Golden Eagles Friday at seven. And UND women, coming off a nice win at Purdue Fort Wayne, this this game really came down to you know getting hot at the right time. A really strong third quarter where they outscore the Dons by eleven, uh, and then really locked down defensively from there, holding them under fifty points. Impressive stuff, you know. And this this team now has won a couple games in a row. They're up to fourth in the standings, one game back of Western, who's played an additional game. Feels like things now are start after that little rough patch against some really good teams seems like things are starting to settle a little bit and we're seeing what this team can be.
1: All right. So Alex, uh, this is where, uh, again, depending on who's listening to the A side and the B side, this is insert eye roll is uh, I'm going to liken uh, our women's team to Tottenham right now <laughs> it, 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 where games, games actually are a good thing. I said to m- as my son and I were watching uh, the Man City game uh, yesterday, uh, you know, we We, we, I say we collectively Tottenham couldn't take care of business against Southampton and the FA Cup. So it's a replay this week, but given the fact that they have so many new players in different spots Playing another game actually is not the worst thing for them right now, and I, I will say our women are in the same boat where they they are starting to figure out again roles, um, again taking out a starter and uh, just a just a presence, a real presence in that lineup. Uh, you can tell that you know Travis has got you know some uh, some 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 uh, of our players. I guess maybe assimilating into new roles at this point. And, uh, I thought we played pretty well defensively, uh, on, on the road. And that was impressive. And, uh, you know, you, you do that on the road, it will give you a chance for sure. And so, uh, it was good for the ladies, but you're right. Uh, tough weekend, uh, coming up oral Roberts. And then of course, South Dakota, South Dakota, uh, has had just a, a terrific season on the ladies side. So, uh, I'm anxious, anxious to watch us uh, play both teams.
0: Yeah, good opportunity. By the way, Julia Fleece, 23 points, 10 rebounds in that win on Saturday. She's playing great right now, and that's she'll be tested. ORU's got some bigs as the South Dakota coming in this weekend. Much like the men, Oral Roberts is next to UND in the standings on the women's side. North Dakota's fourth at five and four. ORU is fifth at four and five. And the Golden Eagles got UND down in Tulsa earlier this year. In know, you know, a weird game, a twenty-three point win, but it was much closer than that. The the maybe center is just a tough place to play and a tough place to go shoot. It's just such a cavernous building that if you've not been there before I don't you know, I, I you can't read too much into the fact that UND lost by twenty three the last time out. It's a big opportunity to erase that, split the season series with the Golden Eagles. And then yeah, you talk about a great challenge. South Dakota's number twenty one in the country. They have lost twice all season. They have an outside shot to get an at large, even if they don't win the summit league tournament like they did last year. Don Plitzewite's built a really great program down there, and this'll be the best team that UND will play this season.
1: I I no question about it. I I, I would say that um uh you know, just I, I would say opportunity is the word it is you know you know you who you've got coming in but uh but boy what a what a great opportunity uh for our team to to really see where the top is right now, and so that is good, and you're right that the oral Roberts men's loss that was had the weird, weird play with Phillip and, uh, we lost Phillip and, uh, you know, they kind of lost, I think a, a player off their bench and we lost Phillip, which probably not a great trade at that point in time. And so, uh, you know, and then I think it got a little, uh, it, it got a little lengthened at the end of the game because of that to some degree. And so, um, I think, you know, we're going to hit reset. It's going to be zero, zero when we tip it off on, uh, on Thursday night. And, uh, I guarantee our guys will be excited about it.
0: Yeah, a couple big games, four, four in total. Again, as you mentioned, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all at the Betty. So check it out for the next five at home for both teams. And that's it. That's Those are the only home games left this season. You're running out of chances in North Dakota to see these teams play. So get out and support coming up this week. Looks like the weather's going to be all right. No excuses. The groundhog didn't see a shadow. Come on. Come on. Early spring. Let's go.
1: Come on. We, we'd love to. And again, I, I thank everyone that does support and, and is thinking about coming out, but love to have you out here for sure.
0: Yeah, it's definitely good stuff there. Uh, speaking of spring, just around the corner, track and fields getting back underway and tennis as well. Some really successful weekends for our tracksters in Grand Forks at a home meet and then for our men's and women's tennis teams in their various spots in Minneapolis and in Chicago.
1: Yeah, the, the ladies picked up their first win, uh, yesterday, which was great to see. And then, uh, and the guys had a, had a terrific weekend in Chicago, picked up three wins. And so, uh, uh, so it, it was, it was great to see, uh, Coach Wynn and Coach Anderson's teams, uh, you know, do do uh, do that early in the season. And so a long way to go with those teams, but uh, always good to pick up your first couple of wins. And they've actually uh, they've got uh, matches uh, coming up here uh, as well. And so uh, we're, we're just chock full of a lot of stuff. In, in 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 fact, Jordan Stevenson's softball team, why wouldn't we add softball into the mix this weekend? They're in San Antonio. So so again, uh with track and field, you're right, uh home home uh home meet this past week and then heading to Vermillion on uh, on the weekend.
0: Yeah, exciting stuff. Yeah, congrats to the men's and women's tennis teams on those wins. Uh, As you mentioned, they'll both be home this weekend at Choice. I think the women play at 9 a.m. to get things started against Green Bay, the men to follow against Augustana and Concordia. And then track, big weekend again, 11 Top 10 performances, two school records, Adam Mayer in the weight throw, and then Jake Vetch in the heptathlon. Guys doing things that have never been done in UND uniforms before. So good home meet, Uh, good crowd out there. You saw some of the video. It looked like there were a lot of people out to support. And as you said, a close Drive down I-29 to go to USD on Friday, Saturday. Then it's at Brookings the following week. Then another home meet, which is the last regular season meet of the year. Then off to Fort Wayne for the Summit League Indoor Championships at the end of the month. there's we're, It feels like indoor season literally just started last week, and there's only a month left in it. It's amazing how tight your indoor campaign can be.
1: It is tricky. I, you know, you come off the holidays and, and January, you could have a little bit of, a, I'll call it maybe January sometimes can go uh, slow for you. But boy, once once you really do pick up uh, February, everything just kind of shoots. It feels like all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're in the middle of the March and uh, all the championships are happening. And now with spring, uh, uh, spring sports, uh, you know, uh, making their way onto the calendar, it just uh, it, it'll expedite things uh, as
0: we move forward. Crazy that softball is going to be underway this weekend. <laughs> I know,
1: I know. So heading to San Antonio, and you know, playing obviously a number of teams. Uh, Incarnate Word is the host team in the HE, H uh, E B Classic down there, and so uh, so we'll see how it all plays itself out. Obviously, very very hard to come from indoors and then going out and playing, and so uh, I think uh, you know it's in some ways you know I, I, it, it's when you're a northern school playing this sport, you got to have temper. Uh, expectations early on in the season
0: yeah good chance like he said just getting games in always important for that group they obviously had a great season last year hopefully they can build on that and continue that upward climb in the summit league and using these non-conference games in february and early march to get a foothold before we hit summit league play a little later on in the spring
1: No question. No question. So, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, if we if we even look further, Alex, on the 10th and the 11th, our men's golf team is uh, heading uh, to uh, um, St. George, Utah to play uh, to play a tournament. So uh, we'll throw golf into the mix as well.
0: Why not? (laughs) Might as well. Uh, Bill, anything else on your agenda from a UND or NCAA perspective? What else is kind of going on in your world that we should know about?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I, I'd i say the only other thing that I would say is uh, we're looking forward uh, this weekend, uh, we're going to have uh, some alums back in the men's basketball program on Saturday. And so uh, that's kind of a neat deal where uh, there's going to be kind of a function on Friday night and then they'll go to the game on Saturday. So I appreciate Coach Sather and uh, our alumni folks, uh, you know, kind of coordinating this and uh, bring some of our alums back and you know it almost like hall of fame weekend to some degree it's always awesome to be able to get some of our alums back we've done it in hockey right I mean to some degree right we've got the two two teams that we're honoring this year that were national title teams in their anniversary years and so whenever we can do that that's a big deal
0: yeah, exciting stuff. They'll be recognized, by the way, at halftime on Saturday of the men's game, and with a little reception to follow at the Canadian, I believe, at 5 o'clock after the game wraps up. So cool to see some familiar faces and guys who've been a lot to the program over the years. Yeah, really great, great stuff for fans of UND basketball this weekend.
1: No question. And then, uh, you know, and then signing day on Wednesday.
0: Oh, that's right.
1: What's funny about the signing day piece, and you can talk a little bit more about it, Alex, uh, for sure, is, you know, what's interesting is it just it, it, it has got. And now a little weird because of the early signing day. You know, it was like uh, you waited to to see how this was going to play itself out. But still, you know, this February piece there's uh, there's just a second signing day, and other sports have this as well. And so, uh, so that that's a uh, function that we're going to have on Wednesday uh, uh, over at the Alaris Center. So, uh, so if you want to stop in, it's uh, it's free of charge, and uh, you can hear about our our class.
0: That's a really good reminder, and that's. It's so funny because UND signed, I believe, 25 back in December in the early signing period. And I know Bubba has talked about wanting to bring in maybe one or two, you know, three or four, whatever, a small number of players to kind of fill some of the spots where they maybe missed on back in December or where they would like to strengthen. But it's it's such a change from what it used to be. This used to be the fever pitch of guys trying to sign and so much speculation over who was going where. Talking to the coaches and really talking to everybody, it seems like this transition to do an early signing period and now this sort of secondary period that's not quite as intense has been good for everybody, good for the kids, good for the coaches, certainly good for their families because you don't have to do as much crazy extensive travel over the months of late December and into January all the way through this period. Right? this seems to be a really good thing the NCAA isn't suited, correct, Bill?
1: Yeah, I think so. The only thing I would suggest that has been tricky it, it, and again, probably no different than you deal with like an early signing for, uh, let's just say hoops. So you get a hoops uh, early signing period in October, and then you go through the season and potentially, you know, a coaching staff may get a new, another opportunity somewhere. And so then then that's the only tricky part to this is, but then again, you know what, uh, you're going to deal with that in every sport we're dealing with. And I just think the the, the good far outweighs the cons if you will and so i i think we're good with it i i do i think it and it checks the box i think for the uh prospective student athlete to some degree to not have to wait so long and then have to almost have a tug of war uh in the month of january
0: yeah you've heard so many stories of these guys who verbally commit and then you have a really good senior season or You know, a power five school is looking to fill a position that you play. And all of a sudden, you know, you're essentially from a from an FCS standpoint, you have to almost re-recruit all of these kids really from when they verbally commit to when they actually sign in February. And obviously there's still some of that, but it seems like that stress has really been alleviated by moving up that signing period by six, seven weeks or so. And that's a good thing
1: no question no question so yeah let's let's flip i mean it was uh, obviously with the super bowl and uh, kind of a kind of a cool sports weekend almost kind of like a holiday if you will right in, in the united states
0: yeah i mean it, it always there's just something special about the super bowl and like you said even if your team isn't playing or even if you don't have even a, <laughs> much of an affinity or knowledge of the game of football it's just it's a it's a it's an event and it's kind of a cultural event in the country that really brings people together, and that's that's what makes Super Bowl weekend so much fun. Yeah, we, obviously you and I didn't have a dog in the fight, but it was still between the commercials and the parties and everything else that go, the great food, all the stuff that goes along with this. I know there was a push a couple of years ago to have a holiday, to make Monday after the Super Bowl a national holiday, like transition uh, something. I, whatever random holiday that we usually take off, make it this Monday. I don't know about you guys, our office is not lively this morning after everybody's super bowl festivities yesterday. Uh it's just a fun. I, I totally agree with you. It's a really fun event in our country.
1: Yeah, no no doubt about it. I know. I, I think there was a push uh, or at least the other side of it, you know, why not have it on Saturday night? Hmm. Or Saturday. I and then again, maybe that just doesn't have the right feel to it. I don't know, but it seems like at this time of year, uh um you know, a Saturday could really blow it out, so to speak. But, anyways, either way, I, I I'd have to say to you, even as sitting here as a athletic director in this country, I, I, I would I think I'd be opposed to a national holiday. I mean, I just to me, it's like, uh, you know, I I think I think those need to be reserved for other things. I mean, that's just just my opinion. But, uh, but we we'll, we'll, we'll kind of go from there. To me, you can make a personal choice on how you want to handle Monday. There you go. You know, and how you want to handle Sunday. Also true. So, so I think there's, there's, uh, life is about choices.
0: <laughs> That's what
1: I will say. Life is about choices. Oh. So, so what did you think? Did you watch? Did you watch my club play on uh, on Sunday morning at all?
0: So I did not. So fun story. We uh, our our cable went out this weekend, and as a as a Midco employee, you know we have Midco cable and internet services, and at Saturday afternoon. Randomly, things just kind of stopped working. And so uh, our company's great. And we had called on Sunday morning and they had someone over at the house and were able to get things back online early that afternoon. And I I was really impressed with how quick things got. I'm a company man, Bill. And I was really impressed with our company. The The service service they provided. It was really good. But uh, but that didn't start going until about two o'clock. So I missed all the enjoyment, the exhilaration of the real Super Bowl which was played in London between uh, Bill Spurs and Manchester City. And I did watch the highlights, though. What a game. Man, you had a penalty save. Uh, Sergio Aguero, a couple chances to, to make it one nothing early. And then you get your debutante, uh, Steven Bergvine, who you just signed. Score, score basically like, I mean, this wonder goal. It's just great. What a great win for you guys.
1: Yeah, it was a, uh, you know, obviously the better team is Manchester City. I mean, they created just way more chances and just, you know, that's that's just what it is. But in that game, it's just crazy. I mean, even at the beginning, uh, at one point, I think whatever the uh, uh, the statistics were, 18 to three in shots or whatever, the Spurs had three shots on net. They had five. So So, you know, at some point you know, it's great. You get shots, but you do need to put them on net in that sport for sure. Um, and so they, they, they kind of, uh, uh you know, they, they, they certainly carried play, but you know, and again, I, 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 I don't want to talk about video assisted replay again, but it's just, I, I think the premier league for sure, like a lot of other leagues are trying to still work through this. Uh, they're still trying to figure it out. I, I, I'd say early on, um, you know, there was a potential, uh, call on Delhi alley that, that could have, uh, gone, uh, you know, really to an instant red and, and, in truly Alex, I, I mean, and, and I'll be a little bit of a wise guy here, but it felt like if that was son, he would have been, he would have been out, you know, and, uh, and, in and, 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 however that goes. So, you know, I, you know, I, and so whatever, I mean, so however that goes, that didn't occur. And then, you know, city carried play and then eventually they did have a guy that got two yellows. So ultimately had played a, a guy down and, you know, for 30 minutes, that's hard. That's hard. And that kind of leveled the playing field. You would think <laughs> when you're down a man and, uh um, and, you know, Spurs had opportunities and they cashed in. So, you know what, sometimes that's the way it goes. And now we're fifth on the table and um there's just a lot of, mediocrity between four and nine <laughs> yes. and we're in that myth we're in that mediocre mix and you know what if we're gonna be very mediocre let's be the best of the mediocre and be number four
0: there you go that's the right way to look at it
1: <laughs> that's it i mean I, that's it i mean i you know i hey that was a huge three points oh yeah you know however you get them uh, I who cares that was fine and like i said with a couple new guys that they have in their lineup I do believe having like even the match they have this week in the FA cup kind of replay against Southampton. I think that helps. I I, th- I think they, they've got guys in different positions and yeah, I mean, I, you know, it, Hey, I, as I've said to you before, I enjoy kind of the journey of it all. I mean, I looked at Liverpool, I mean, this past week and congrats again. What What's the number? It is silliness. It's like 41 straight. Like you, you have not lost. It's like, I know it's a full calendar year.
0: Last January was the last time they lost a match in the league. Yep.
1: I think something like whatever it was, early January of last year. And I think I saw, I was trying to figure it out. I I saw it on the bottom line, but it's like 41 or 42 straight matches without a loss. And just embrace this. This is like the Red Sox winning in 18, right? With 100 and whatever wins. And then it's fragile. It's fragile. (laughs) Things can go left quickly on you so you know enjoy this run because it's historic yeah. historic run
0: it's not lost on me how much fun they are to watch and how special this has been yeah they won four nothing against Southampton and it just was like the, the the first 45 minutes you know they didn't play very well and Southampton had some chances and like oh gosh is this going to be the day where they just don't have it and then they score four goals in the second half and just blow them out of the water and when they're playing like that and, and everybody's really, their entire team is basically in their prime. They're all firing on all cylinders. People want to come play for them. it just it doesn't seem like this is just a one year deal. And they were incredible last year, too. I mean, they had an unbelievable season last year to finish second and win the Champions League. And it feels like this is maybe the middle chapter. and I think they've probably got potentially one more year like this with all the guys together. And then who knows? But, like you said, Klopp could decide he wants to you know hey, maybe I want to retire maybe this is the time when I'm going to be done maybe Mo Salah wants to go play in Spain or Sadio Mane wants to go play in Paris or wh- whatever and all of a sudden the team that you've built doesn't look the same and typically with soccer it can happen fast it can turn really quick just like it can with all these other sports we talk about the Chiefs feels like that team's built for the long haul and same thing with the Niners all these guys are young and good most of their guys are under contract you think, hey, they're going to be back. I mean, last year, right, everybody expected the Rams to be right back in the Super Bowl going for it again. And they were just a 500 team this last year. And it looks like maybe maybe that runs over. It's incredible how quick these things happen in sports.
1: It's delicate. The balance is delicate for sure. And, you know, back to kind of my analogy with uh, our women's basketball team in Tottenham. I mean, losing Harry Kane is kind of like losing Melissa Lee to some degree. Harry Kane is really a you know, he's not, he's just a really good finisher. Right. And he gives you a chance to score goals. And, uh, um, and Melissa, you know, it's just, she's someone that you have to contend with because of what she brings to the table. And that's kind of what Harry Kane is to some level. And now the, the, they're trying to f- still figure it out. And, you know, they put Lucas Moore up top and I mean, they're just, they're just trying to figure it out, bring some new guys in for that has given some energy. So, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of excited to see where this goes. I think they could finish fourth. I do. I, I think they, there's no reason why they couldn't. Now, the question is, can they string some matches together? And, and the issue with those teams at four through, I'll call it eight or nine right now, is they can't string three matches together. They can't yeah. get nine points in three straight matches. That's the issue.
0: Yeah, none of those teams are consistent. I mean, you're four points back at Chelsea. And then after that, like you said, down, down to ninth in Everton, there's just four points separating all these teams in the middle of the table, anybody can pick up fourth, which again, if you're not familiar with this is the champions league spot. That's the tournament you want to be in top four, make it. I I mean, if you look at the form team, I mean, Chelsea just have one win in their last five, you know, Spurs have two. I mean, that's, it's just none of these teams have more than two wins in their last five games.
1: No, no, it's, it's been, uh, it's been tough for all these teams. They are all incredibly flawed in some way, shape or form. And so, uh, (laughs) you know, but, but, you know, it doesn't mean that we're not rooting them on. And away you go. And like I said, I, I it, it was, it was, I guess, always fun to beat City. So there you go.
0: Yeah, special win. 2 nothing win. That's a good City team that has not lost many matches. And they're the champs, obviously, last year set a record for most points in a season. You got to feel good when you get one on them, especially considering what happened last year in the Champions League, to do it again to that team. Special, special stuff.
1: So let me end with this. How about this? Let's end the pod with some... Uh, um, I don't know trivia. Yesterday was International Palindrome Day. From a date standpoint, I mean it was O two O two two O two O, and the next time that's going to happen is like a hundred plus years from now. And the last time it happened was like eight hundred years ago. Oh wow! It was like one one eleven eleven. So, I so again I. We do. I, I sit in a in a in a wonderful institution of higher learning, so I want to make sure that everyone was tracking on that. That yesterday was a special day, not only because it was a Super Bowl, and not only because Tottenham won a, a soccer game against Man City.
0: That is pretty fantastic. I suppose. Just as I'm thinking about this, December the 12th of 2020, or of 2121, 2121, that'll be the next one, right?
1: Yes. <laughs> so you were you weren't even sure you were enjoying it yesterday and now you can't rewind the clock it I, happened i can't get it back i doubt we're gonna see the next one. Oh
0: boy science would have to come a long way <laughs> we'd have to make a lot of movies there you
1: go that's what i got for you beautiful we try to deliver on the pod oh the other thing I saw signs. I, 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 here's the last, last thing. Last I saw a, a group, a group of signs, uh, football signs, over the course of time, and uh, some eagle fan. They must have been going through a rough patch, a rough patch, and they had two logos. They had the U.S. Postal logo and they had the eagle logo, and they said they're both alike because they both don't deliver on Sunday. <laughs> Oh, uh, too funny. But then they won a Super Bowl, so I think they're
0: good. I'm sure they're over They've got a pretty long grace period for that one from a couple of years ago. So And now they're one of, the, one of their own just won a title. So you've got to feel good. If they're so they're play. good
1: all the way through. Well, I appreciate <laughs> you, Alex.
0: You as well, Bill. Good stuff as always. Enjoy the week. Enjoy the week to you listeners out there. Busy week of UND Athletics. Get out there in support of the Betty this week. We'll be listening, we'll be watching, and we'll be talking about it all next week on the next episode of the Build Shaves Podcast. For Build Shaves, our producer, Cassie Niles. I'm Alex Heiner. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you soon.